Our mojo runneth over. Mojo 5 Arm yourselves, America. This is Defenders Live. Hey, yeah. Everybody. Happy Wednesday. Defenders Live is on the radio. Woohoo! Dylan Lyle, Stephen Airy. It is. It is. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. We really appreciate it. It is Wednesday. It is. Woo-hoo! It's a wonderful day. Midweek. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited about it, but I, don't I am. Know. I mean, I think I know why that you're excited about tonight, but it's Absolutely just. Absolutely nothing has happened today. Nothing, nothing out has of the happened. ordinary at no, all. Nothing has happened today. I am a little, before we get started too much, I did oil my chair and I'm irritated that it's still squeaking. I may have to invest <laughs> in a new chair. I soaked this sucker in WD-40 and nothing. nothing. Oh, that's terrible. That is not it, good. You shouldn't, uh, you should be, you, you should be doing a lot better there. It went away like for 10 minutes. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Before we get started, before Just we get before started, get let's started. talk about, let's talk about Minostalgia. They've been having cabin fever since it's been snowing. And they've been snowing for quite a while. Uh, and so it's it's just now starting to break. You can see the sun cresting over the hills. The tree tops are finally releasing the snow. Yay. It is the first day of spring, too. It is so. the first day of spring, too. So go to Mojo Wild Rice. Go use, use the code SPRING10. And you can get 10% off of everything on the Mojo Wild Rice site, uh, whether it be their uh, waffle mixes. Their wild rice, their beer, their pepper jams, beer jellies, whipped honeys, any of their awesome products. It is there on the site. Go check it out. 10% off. Use the promo code SPRING10 at mojowildrice.com. Yay. So Dylan, why are you giddy, buddy? I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So as, as, as Steven and I have been doing, um, the, the month of March, mm-hmm is 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 the month of mojo mm-hmm. um we have been trying to to bring on uh uh some of the other talent that is on board the the in part of the mojo family yes um and tonight we are graced by the one and the only sam sorbo and i am so excited because he i'm gonna really sound is. weird and like fangirl for a moment but like i ever since i have been home and homeschooling my children she has become like my hero Aww. So, with all that said and all the gushiness, Miss Sam Sorbo, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm feeling very heroic. What did I do to deserve that accolade? <laughs> You're a homeschool mom, and that's to, to see. He plays Mr. Mom now, so I do. I, I'm, I'm, a, mom. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'm and, a mom. And do you know Beto got into big trouble for calling his wife a wife? Do you have any idea what kind of trouble you're in for calling me a mom? <laughs> as long as he doesn't have to talk to uh, Kevin about it later. <laughs> this, is, this is true. As long, yeah, as long as I don't. No, have, actually, you know, that's my proudest title. Mom. That's awesome. Mom. Because it's just, I, I, three I, I, fantastic ever, children. My children are so amazing. And you know what awesome. bugs me now? Mm, it bugs that? me when I watch like TV shows or movies 
where the woman is like so frazzled and can't take care of her kids and it's so hard and I don't know, man, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't connect or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and oddly enough, and this is this is this is you know the man talking about being the mother of of, of it, but um, but no, I'm just saying like staying at home, like it's just like I now granted I I all about working and, and taking care of the family, but I, I've had so many people ask me uh, since I've started doing this, they're like, well, how does that make you feel about her doing all this and making all the money? And I, and I keep telling them, I'm like, you know, I've there's there certain things that make a family run. You, the bills have to be paid. Children have to be fed. Um, you know, house needs to be maintained, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These things have to be done. And it doesn't matter necessarily who does it. Mm-hmm. It just has you to know, happen. It, it, as long as it gets done in the mm-hmm. end, that's really all that matters. It's that that is really the only part about a, a, a of a marriage and a family that is makes it like a 50 50. You help each other when one slacks you there to pick it up. Right. And. I've never, it just, but that, it just irritates me so bad because I get that all the time of, well, what? how do you feel? I feel good. I get up pretty much when I want to and can take a nap if I want to. You can't, you know. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I am lying about that. I don't take a nap and I definitely don't get up when I want to, but I could if I wanted to. If you planned it. If I planned it right, yes, which means I would have to keep <laughs> them up yeah, really you late. You got to work those things out beforehand. Mm. Exactly. But, but I can still do it. Exactly. So, Sam, we have, uh, I just want to know, you, you're a Duke University kid. Um, well, sort of, yeah. Sort of, kind of. I mean, you went, uh, you you studied there for biomedical engineering, uh, but then you went on to modeling and acting and, and thus, what happened? What was the career shift? Why, why, why the career shift? I was raised to get a degree you know, go to college, get a degree, get a career, and then maybe get married. And there was a, I I felt a lot of pressure. So I started working on an ulcer in college. So I decided to take some time off because I I just couldn't, I couldn't handle uh, the stress. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started modeling. And after a year of modeling very successfully in Europe, I went back to school, but I, I kind of went, wait a minute. So I can actually support myself doing something that's kind of fun, travel the world, learn foreign languages, and I don't have to do all this stressful stuff. And that's when, of course, I got my best grades ever because the stress was off so I could study. I mean, I was a horrible test taker. I I sat in front of an organic chemistry test and and didn't write anything for half an hour because I couldn't make my hand work. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm so stressed out. And mind you, the, the student that I studied with ace the exam and I got a C. I mean, it was ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. when I went back to school, I realized that like, I, like the stress was gone. I made the best grades ever. And I went, wait a minute, I don't actually have to do this. I can do everything else that I want to do, or I could continue to do this one specific thing. And I was headed to medical school and all that. So I just decided to do everything else. Never look yeah. back. That's awesome. <laughs> That is all because I, I thought I was the only one to kind of a long-winded answer. Sorry about no, that. No, no, that's but, perfect. Know, no, that's great. That's there, what there, you're, certain, th- there are certain times in life when you recognize that you have a binary choice, hmm. and you know we we we're telling uh, young women in particular, but we're telling youth that they can have it all, and mm-hmm. and the fact is you cannot because there's always going to be a sacrifice. There will always be a compromise to be made, and sometimes it's a binary choice. 
and and you should do both, right? Yeah. And so I was very lucky that I recognized that early on. And um, uh, since then, I've had a, a few more binary choices like that. And I've been very blessed to recognize them for what they are and be able to make the choice that was the right choice. And in hindsight, definitely made the right choice. Mm. That is awesome. That's amazing. Because like I said, not, not a lot of people are, everyone is nowadays, especially are suckered into this idea of, well, you have to go to college. You have to get a degree. You have to do this. And, and I've never, I've never understood. I've, I never went, I did go to a, a brief stretch in like a community college, but I was, um, I was homeschooled my entire life. So the only public schooling I ever went to was the, what, couple weeks of driver's ed and about three years of community college during high school. God bless you. Um, right. That was, yeah, that was it. That's all I've ever done. And it was, and then I went to the military and I've been doing everything else outside ever since, but I've seen so many people go into massive amounts of debt for degrees that they have nothing, you know, they, they're not doing anything in them. And I, and I keep asking well, them, I'm, I'm like, why, right. why did you do that? And they, they can never, right. oh, well, I want it. And they never can give me a straight answer, like a real straight answer. And it, it's sad. Right. Well, they were sold a bill of goods. And so Amy Klobuchar had her town, her, her, um, what town hall or whatever it's called. Um, and there was a student who stood up and said, I just graduated with a ton of debt. Will you guarantee free college for kids? And she looked at him and said, yes, I understand that the debt in this state is, uh, is averages $36,000. And he says, yes, it's absurd. And so I have to ask you, if it's absurd, who's the idiot who's paying it, right? Yep. If I say to you, I just bought this lemon of a car, and they say, well, <laughs> what did you pay for it? And I say, $58,000. It's yeah. absurd, right? But I'm the joker who paid the money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So my point is we're sending our kids to college, telling them that somehow it's worth the money. Everybody agrees that it's not worth the money yeah. and we're still doing it. And that's what's so exciting about this, this latest, um, the scam, the scam that that's been happening at our Ivy league universities where they're taking money to accept students who are not good students. And don't you know that will tarnish their brand. I'm hoping Hoping, irreparably yeah. because honestly our, our institutions of quote higher learning are nothing of the kind. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of young people graduating with completely worthless degrees. It is absurd because they're right. graduating with worthless degrees, degrees that, that don't translate into the real world. No, never. Nope. I mean, if you have a degree in uh, things like underwater basket weaving, um, Nintendo studies, um, yeah. Yeah, there was there was one there was women's, one I saw a legit one. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a legit one I heard about a guy who had a hundred thousand uh, dollar how his 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 uh his diploma or his diploma yeah, was a hundred thousand dollars in Spanish. Hundred thousand dollars. He got like a, 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 a and he wasn't gonna be a teacher. It was just something about Spanish. It was a hundred thousand dollars he spent in to Spanish, learn Spanish. And, and let me tell you, it doesn't cost a hundred dollars to go over to Spain or go down to South America. And learn Spanish. Right. It, it's well, substantially less than that. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, so I was never in a public though? school, but don't this, they teach Spanish in in high school? Yes. They, they give you the option of Spanish, German, it's free. or French. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's free, but, hello? You but you don't really, I mean. You don't really I, learn it. 
I've never met anybody who graduated high school fluent in a second language that they just studied in high school. This is true. Yeah. This is true. I mean, you can get Rosetta Stone and, and my be fluent. By the way, it's true, and I've learned a little bit of Russian that way. My assumption is that he is fluent in Spanish, but all bets are off. He probably isn't. Right. Yeah. It's true. You know he probably mean? isn't fluent at all. He can read it, but he can't speak it. Yeah. Something that's stupid like that. You can ask where the bathroom's at. That's about it. <laughs> so you always know where the important stuff is. You ask where the bathroom's at. That's, where that's is the, the bathroom? one yeah, you can you walk know what? Uh, parents have to wake up and see that, that our institutions, our educational institutions are failing us. Mm-hmm. Most specifically, and you know, not just the Ivy League, but, but all the way down the line. I had a gal on my show today who was talking about, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, there was a, a little boy in a kindergarten class, and on the last day of school, they had a transitioning ceremony for him, yeah. wherein the kindergarten teacher read the book I Am Jax, which is a, uh, a book about a, a trans Child. boy who becomes a girl. Mm-hmm. And then after, the, after she read the book and explained everything to these incredulous young people who, mm-hmm. you know, five and six years old, of course. This little boy went into the went into the bathroom of the kindergarten and emerged as a girl. Mm. And I don't know if you heard, but the fallout from that, I mean, the woman that I had on the show today said that her daughter was in the class and they were, she was bathing her the next day or that night or whatever. And the girl saw her slicked back hair in the mirror and started screaming when she was turning into a boy. Mommy, mommy, I'm turning into a boy. I'm turning into. God. We're traumatizing our children, and they're starting as young as kindergarten because they've been emboldened. Oh yeah, and well, we need people. We need we need people to step up mm-hmm. and run mm-hmm. for the school boards because they are still elected positions. Yep. Yep. School yeah. boards. School and boards are definitely elected positions. It's crazy. Well, you have so you have these situations where these people are doing this. Not only are they emboldened by it, but they're actually pushed to the point to where they they feel like they have to do this now. They have to do this to be this. This is the next step in their. Uh, it's part of the American dream. It's it's part of what they're going to do now forever yeah. and ever. They're going to continue doing this crap. And that's just that's just how they're running the system now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad, but true. Uh, you mean the, the people in our schools? Yes. Mm-hmm. The people yeah. in our schools. That's this is what they see well, as the, well, they, the, they the see this as the next all step. All of your teachers have now graduated from our Marxist indoctrination camps of how to how to teach schools. Right. The, the teacher mm-hmm. teaching schools. Yes. And so they're basically, not all of them, but a lot of them are basically on board with this. And the ones who aren't are, are cowed into submission because the system is, is geared this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's high time that Americans wake up and, and rest back a little bit of the control or a lot of the control, frankly, we're going to lose this generation. Look at, Look at why do you think more young people voted for Bernie than for Hillary and Donald combined? And now Pelosi says, oh, let's lower the voting age to 16. Why? Because teenagers are so clever with uh, irrational in their thoughts. What? Yeah. 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 I, it, 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 I know I'm tired of how the, the, the school systems are being ran. Another thing that, that you can enjoy I know I enjoyed it takes my mind off of this crap is, is Tar River Arms. I know Tar River Arms is the America's first virtual gun store, making it easier, more comfortable than ever to purchase your firearm online. Mm-hmm. They're modernizing the so online firearm you sales. Go and do their 3D thing. The 3D thing. Yes, it does have the 3D thing because, you know, 
Today is 2019. I mean, this is brick and mortar is gone, folks. Well, sort of. It's true. Sort of. <laughs> brick and mortar is gone until May. And then TRA Guns is also going to have a brick and mortar shop in Wake Forest. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Guess who's going to be standing in line when that door opens? Me. Me. <laughs> They're right down the street from us. We have they to go. They are. It's, I That's love the it. Deal. We, might, we might have to do like a... We're going to have to do a uh, show from their, from their shop. Yeah, exactly. You know that's going to happen. Exactly. But anyway, until that point, they have weekly specials to eliminate shipping and broker fees. <laughs> You order, you pick up, no additional fees going on. Great guns, prices, and service. Also veteran-owned and ran. Layaway consignment options are available. Go to traguns.com. That's traguns.com. Tell them that Steven sent you because that's how they know it. That's we how haven't had it. a change That's yet. just how it's set up. We haven't got it fixed yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dylan. I'm sorry. This is how it's fine. Be. It is what it is. Jeez. You know, uh, so uh, obviously we're over here. We're talking back and forth and we've done a, uh, we've done a, a little bit of this, uh, this duo tag team thing. You used to have a tag team duo or do you still have Flashpoint live? Oh gosh, no, that was years ago. <laughs> I started, so I started with Flashpoint live with a, with a co-host uh-huh. and we did weekends. We did two shows. We did a show Saturday and a show Sunday for a couple hours each day mm. and that lasted almost a year. And then, um, and then, uh, Andrea, Oh gosh, Tanteros, um, walked away from her show and I happened to be standing there and, uh, they asked me if I would sit in for her. So, uh, eventually I took over her nationally syndicated show and I did that for three and a half years, nice. three hours every morning. Very nice. That's so you just kind of awesome. be yeah. right, right place, right time. It's seriously, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing, you know, um, God works in mysterious ways and and I don't have a good explanation for it because, uh, if you know anything about me, I'm, I'm more of a person who's in front of the camera (laughs) than Mm -hmm. behind a microphone in a sense. Yeah. And so it was just kind of odd that I found myself behind the mic, but I did love it. Um, I had to give it up when I, um, when I produced our first film that we did as a family mm-hmm. called let there be light. And that came out at the end of 2017 and um, film, did very well in theaters. In fact, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It is really good. It's, it is um, good. it's, uh, uh, streaming on Amazon prime and Christian cinema. And of course it's on DVD and all those things. So, Oh yes. Uh, so that was great, but, but it was too much for me to do that and, uh, the radio. And so I stepped away from the radio for a couple of years and then Mojo, came uh, came and asked me if I wanted to get back on, and I said, heck yeah. Duh. I mean, yeah, come they on. They, they, they did so that. They fun. did that I for talk, us, too, of course. talk about politics and religion because they're the only two things worth talking about. At this religion point, it's the only two things we're not allowed to talk about. Politics is what gets in our way. <laughs> well, yeah, those are the two things that nobody wants us to talk about anymore, so they're the things that we have to talk about, politics and religion. We have yeah. to be able to talk about our faith and we have to be, be able to talk about the politics and the culture surrounding it because really it's the culture that affects the politics, oh. not the other way around. Yep. Darn, darn tootin'. Okay, right. <laughs> absolutely correct. And, exactly. and, and don't you know, that's why they don't, that's why we've got the PC crowd. That's why they don't Ugh. want you to talk about it. Oh yeah. The reason that they don't want you to talk about it is because when you come at them with the truth, they can't handle it. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you control the language, mm-hmm. then you control the then you control everything at that mm-hmm. point. That's right. And it, oh, 
The moment Jeez. you control the language of everything, you you control how somebody thinks if you can control yep. the way that they speak. Yep. It, uh, it's another form of slavery, if you ask my humble opinion on it. I mean, it's, it is. It used to be chains. It used to be whips. It used to be, you know, sometimes at the point of a gun. Thanks to social media, you no, don't need any of that words. stuff anymore. It's just words. your words. Exactly. Like social media and words and 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 the, the stuff that people throw around now, man, it, it, I think I would argue do far more damage than uh, than any any weapon or any any regime could ever done. I go back to oddly enough, speaking of Duke, um, you remember back during the Duke lacrosse case, like with the 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 those four guys that were accused of raping that girl and oh the whole went, false accusation thing that's yes, still that's yes, still and, problematic for them them in their lives. Yes, to this day they mm-hmm. still like yeah. have nothing but other than the school debt that they have, they, they have no jobs. Nobody wants to hire them. It's all destroyed. And that was be- right as social media was coming on, like not coming on, but it was in its very early, early stages. Mm. It, uh, you can imagine what happens now. Oh yeah. So I don't, mm. anyway, it's one of them things, man. So <laughs> I just, <laughs> it just it got me thinking really bad there. For do you a have a question there, Dylan? I mean, do you have a question that you want to ask her? I have was, several of them and I'm, I'm half looking at the clock. Sorry. That don't was, worry that about was the my, clock. That was my, my bad. So you wrote a book, a, uh, book. a teach from love. I've written actually more than one. Um, I'm looking. My first way. book was, uh, actually my first book was about my little dog called Gizmo, the legendary journeys. It was a picture book. Uh, nice. photos just just for the and then, um, but but most recently my 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 real bag is home education uh, education in general specifically mm-hmm. home education uh, I seek to empower parents to make the decision to educate their children themselves uh, it is the healthiest choice for the family I believe and um, uh, and so I wrote a book called they're your kids uh, to stress to parents that their kids still belong to them, and they should still be the ones in the authority seat. Mm. Uh, and what parents don't realize is that they cede their authority when they drop their kids off at school. And the school is happy to usurp their authority and then uh, basically mm. throw them under the bus. Yep. Um, perver- um, you know, rhetorically speaking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny and you so, say it that way because that was exactly the... the uh, because like I said, I was homeschooled my whole life, and that was exactly the way I, I explained it to, to my wife um, when I said I wanted us to homeschool our boys was, you know, we we send these kids off. We send them off to these schools for, you know, eight, sometimes 10 hours a day, depending on, you know, before school care and whatnot. Um, I said, and then we have them for maybe a couple hours in the evening times, and we have them on Sundays and I'm like, or, you know, on the weekends. And I'm like, that's not a lot of time to try and and counter all of the negative that they're being fed and not just, you know, the curriculum, but, you know, bad habits are picking up from other kids and everything else. And, and the stuff that that the teachers are teaching them. Yeah, exactly. I I was like, we don't have hardly any time. I was like, we're going to lose them. And so uh, that's, that's how, how we got on into it. I, that's, that's my big question is, so what was it, at what point did you kind of go homeschooling is the route I want to go? Because that, in and of itself is a very rare thing, um, you know, especially in the, the you know, Hollywood type life. What was it that kind of what moment, what point did you just kind of go? This is this is what I want to do. Well, so my son was in we, we actually moved to our house 
for the schools because they, you know, that that was the community that had the best schools and stuff. And, um, and, and then in second grade, I was disappointed with what was happening in the classroom. I, I spent a lot of time in the classroom. I was the art teacher for our class and I helped the teacher and I graded papers and I took the kids to the library. You know, I was the, I was the guilty parent volunteering for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And still after five months, I asked the teacher how my son's book reports were and without batting an eyelash, she said, Oh, not very good. Now, mind you, I spent a lot of time in the classroom. I talked to this woman several times a week Mm -hmm. and never did she volunteer anything. I had to ask. And that made, that kind of ticked me off. And then I started to make excuses for her because I didn't want to be mad at her. Mm-hmm. And every excuse made her look worse. That's, so that's, I stopped that just and I started doing book reports with my son every day after school. Let me hold you on that, but Sam. We're, we're, we're hitting and a... And and Sam, we're so hitting a hard break. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you on that for okay. just a second. We're hitting a hard break. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Sorry. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. Wow. Hey, guys. Ron Phillips from the Conservative Cartel. I want to tell you about a new weight loss product that's quickly becoming part of our Mojo 5 family. Okay, so it was launched by this Texas company who have taken the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product that helps people control their appetite and lose weight. That's right. It's also a big help to keep the weight off. In a six-year study of former contestants from The Biggest Loser, you remember that show? It showed that when you lose weight, your body actually thinks something bad has happened and it fights back by slowing your metabolism and boosting your appetite. Riduzone, that's R-I-D-U-Zone, contains a patented ingredient that has been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite while helping you burn fat. If you are struggling every day with cravings, Try Riduzone. It makes it so much easier to control your appetite and not think about food all day. That's my problem. For a short time, we have a 30% off deal for our show. Just go to Riduzone.com and enter code MATT. That's M-A-T-T. Again, that's Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. It's such an issue. In school? Yeah. Okay, so let me... Here you go, hold on. Let me finish up with what I was going to say, if you don't mind. Not a problem at all. And we're back. This is Defenders Live. We've got Sam Sorbo on with us, and we want her to finish her thought. Sam. This is what I wanted to say, because this is what, I think this is the, the, the next level that people miss. When you drop your child off at school, you are tacitly admitting to the child that you are incapable, because the school is going to take over now. Mm-hmm. And then the child comes home, mm-hmm. 
and the child says, Mommy, Mommy, or Daddy, Daddy, you have to sign this. The teacher says, you have to sign this, right? Mm. And you're a diligent parent, and you say, okay, sweetheart, give that to me. I'll sign that. You just subverted your authority mm. under the schools, under mm-hmm. the teachers. From then on, the teacher's authority rules over yours. And if it doesn't, you have set up in your child's mind a conflict. Yep. How can I be under my parents' authority but also be under the school's authority? And when those authority decisions conflict, that's a conflict in your child's mind. And if it happens early enough, it's, very, it's not a good thing. No. So, so, and this is what people, they think, oh, well, how are we going to sort of undo what the school is doing or what's happening in the school, what the culture is pouring into the child? How, how can I undo it? You basically can't because you've, you've already seeded your authority in the child's mind. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's just how it is. And like, so obviously Dylan was homeschooled. That is a blessing. Um, we were, we were homeschooling our kids. Um, up until this past year and our, uh, my, my wife was having some major issues. And so we, we had to, we couldn't keep up with everything at the time. Cause I was crazy busy. Wife was having, having some, some problems, um, with the kids and homeschooling. And so this past year, our, our two oldest, they went to school. They went to public school for the first year. Now I have a one in third grade and one in pre-K. The pre-K one is simple. It's no big deal. But the third grade one, you know, uh, the things that I'm having issues with now are these teachers. They're coming through and they're really nice people, but they'll tell, they'll have all this stuff on, uh, on the records for one thing. And then they'll tell my wife, oh no, she's doing great. There's no problem. She's doing fine. And then when she'll come back and, all, and like half of her grades are bad or they're missing or things. We, don't, we didn't even know that, you know, our kid was missing certain, certain assignments, certain homeworks until she got a report card back. And we were like, well, where is it? We saw you do it. Things that happened. We, we didn't know. And you know, and the teachers right. didn't tell us what was going on. They didn't tell us that you needed to have this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And it just goes on and on and on. And now it's to a point where it's Here's like, the thing. what the heck? You think, you think that if you drop your child off at school, the school will manage the education of the child. Or at least, All evidence or at least help the you. contrary. <laughs> okay? Yeah. You're right. not actually saving anything. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I decided to home educate my children, I saved myself making lunches every day, yelling at the children to get in the car on time so we wouldn't be late, waking them up in the morning, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that they, by the way, there's, there's also this other level that we don't consider, that when the child comes home with homework, you become taskmaster. That subverts your role as the loving parent. You become the parent that yells at the child to get the work done. Or, oh, that, or that's, maybe that's you don't me. yell, which would be better, obviously. But <laughs> mm-hmm. certainly, you know, you become the taskmaster. Yeah. And now you're working for the school. You're employed. You're an employee yeah, of the school. So say. again, your authority yeah, you have to be. is subjugated to that of the schools. Mm-hmm. So it, it sets up a, an entire scenario it, especially in the child's mind, maybe not in your mind, but certainly in the child's mind, that is that is in conflict with yeah. really with with what the child's world should be. Okay, yep. you're not saving anything by putting your child in school. 
you would be better not teach. I mean, I'm going to say something radical. Uh Oh, so <gasps> I'll just, you know, you'd be better just not teaching your child for a year. Just, you know what? Let's take the year off. Here's some books to read. You need to read a book a week or you need to read two books a week or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Here's some books and here's mm-hmm. some math games for you to play. Like, like relax. It's not a race. And you know what? When, when I was potty training, uh, one of my kids and, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to say which one, but she didn't want to potty train. And it was frustrating. It was like, why isn't she just learning to use the toilet? She really did not want to use the toilet. I completely um, understand. I'm just saying. I finally said to myself, you know what? By the time she's 16, she'll know how to use the toilet. And, and that's the all thing. that matters. Your, your children are a gift from God. They, they not they give are. them that is to for somebody sure. else to unwrap. You have to unwrap them yourselves. Mm-hmm. They're a gift to you, right? And I'll tell you, I'm a math person. I love math. I'm an engineer. It's just in my blood. And my daughter is not. And it is, it is a challenge to me to figure out how to serve her in her artistic endeavors because I don't get it. But yeah. that's a challenge for me. That's not a point where I say, wow, I just have to pass her off to somebody else because well, I, I don't know what to do. No, what I, my job is to come beside, beside her and nurture her and learn what she needs so that I can provide it for her as her parent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If mm-hmm. the, the, the way, the way I've, I've come to know it, and this is, this is going to sound a little bit like church, y'all, so hold on. <laughs> um, but something I'd learned, uh, uh, and actually the fairly recent, is that uh, – when you when you're talking about the 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 family dynamic, I mean that from a religious standpoint, that that's that's your point of sanctification right there. I go big theological Ooh, words here, but that's where you start. Like really, if you really truly um, want to to better yourself, mm-hmm. that's that's where it happens. That's when you start realizing, like you were just saying, uh, you know, my kids learn very differently. I I have a five year old. And bless his heart, I, I he I have learned that I am severely lacking in patience. And when it, it he will we will go over something, and it could be anything, and he will fry it out the chute. He'll nail it like I'm thinking. Oh, we could test him out. He's he's doing so good. And within ten or fifteen minutes, something is will happen, and his brain will just shut down, and he will suddenly not remember anything, have no idea what we're doing. Nothing. And I love him dearly, but he will stare at me as a deer in headlights. And mm. I have to then learn, and it's taken some bit, but I have to learn that, 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 you know, I can't, you know, get frustrated with him because he's five, you know, he's learning. He doesn't learn the same as my oldest who's 10, you know, and it, it, you but really learn who you five. are and where you to need to change anything. to better serve your family. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we stress ourselves out. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my, my, look, my children will never be concert pianists. I, I would love it if they were, but they're not. Okay, yeah. I'm, you know what? <laughs> I'm giving up on that. That not that I ever really had that dream, but, but, but why? It is, it is a ruse. It's, it's a, yep. it's a phony thing that the educational bureaucracy has sort of instilled in us. Mm-hmm. It's somehow yep. we have to jump through these hoops. But I, but I tell you, especially now that we're seeing the chinks in the armor of the upper 
upper uh, education, right? The upper level education, the, the, the Ivy League universities and all that. Mm-hmm. And kids graduating and not being able to hold down, just hold down a job, not knowing how to balance their checkbook, not knowing just, just basic life skills because our education institutions were too busy teaching them about sex the, yeah. to, to teach them about civics, right? Mm. Um, you know, it, it, we need to revamp the way we think about education in this country. And, and parents, you need to revamp the way you think about success. Success is not college prep and career readiness. Success is not about just getting a good job, working for the man for the rest of your life. Your child may have five different careers by the time he's 30. Mm-hmm. You need to raise a lifelong learner. You need to teach your children the joy of learning. And you know where you learn to love learning? It's not inside the institution. I guarantee you that. Yep. That's true. That's true. I mean, one of the best ways that you can learn is through communication. And one of the best ways that you can communicate is through Patriot Mobile. We love Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is amazing. It's America's only conservative cell phone company out there. It is doing the exact opposite of all of those crazy, big, liberal, progressive causes. See, if you're fed up with the disgusting policies like the New York abortion laws, like the gun control plans, like the school systems that are taking over your kid's mind, maybe... You can join the thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage and watch your hard-earned dollars fight for your First and Second Amendment rights, your border security, and your sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, the Susan B. Anthony List, and so much more. Switching to Patriot Mobile cannot be easier with its unlimited talk-to-text plan starting as low as $20 a month. If you need more motivation, use the code DOC. Use the promo code DOC when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT or visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash DOC. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash DOC or call them at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Use the promo code DOC and you get up to two activation fees waived on the spot. Enough is enough. Join Patriot Mobile today. Today. Don't wait. And so, anyway. yeah, we, we have these things and uh, with this, with this homeschool kick, I know we're, we're kind of stuck on it for a minute, but with this homeschool kick and everything going on, how do you transition a kid back over to, to, to homeschool? How do you really get them, get them back into that thing? I know you went from second grade and down, uh, second grade and over and pulled them out. Is it just a matter of pulling them out or did you have a plan going into it or what, what was, what was so really going my on? My next book is going to be tips on parenting. Because for some reason we've forgotten how to be parent, like, like just as a culture, as a, as a society, we've forgotten how to be parents. We're trying to be buddies or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that a lot of people have pointed that out before, but for instance, manipulation is a great parenting tool. When I decided to, that I was going to look into homeschool and I started to really, uh, really believe that it was going to be my choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started preparing my children. I would take them to school in the morning and I would say, you know, if you were homeschooled, we wouldn't be up this early because (laughs) there's no reason for us to get up this early, except that you got to get to school on time. And when I'd pick them up from school, I'd say, you know, if you were homeschooled, you'd already have finished all your work for the day and you'd just be out playing instead of now having to go home and do homework. Mm-hmm. I did that too. And mm-hmm. so by the end of the summer, my kids were like, mom, are we going to homeschool? We should homeschool. Isn't that what we're going to do? Is that what we're going to do? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. I did that so to my kids you're too. You're the parent. 
You're mm-hmm. the parent. Set your child up for success. Set your child up for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Set set your child up to be someone who who you're close to. That you have these the you know big conversations. And you know, I was talking the other day about how we talk down to our children. Yeah, we have to stop that. Yeah, we. I I understand that you don't want to have, you know, uh, but and by the way. You're going to be having parents, when you put your children in school, rest assured, you'll be having the sex talk with your kindergartners pretty soon because um, mm. they're already doing it in California. Yes, they, they've they got are. this whole new curriculum going into the school. There are certain certain talks that you that you want to, you know, be careful about, obviously, you know, with having with your young people. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason to dumb down your language and to, and to shy away from just having adult conversations with your children. You can have conversations like, what did you think about school today? How do you think you would feel if you didn't have to go to school? Like, have those conversations with you. Involve your children in these decisions. You don't give them control. Right. You never cede your authority to your child, but you certainly give them the the sense that they have a stake in this, that they have maybe not a full say, I mean, look, the number of times my child said, I'm quitting piano, I don't want to play piano, and I say, oh, that's fun, that's funny. Uh, no, you're <laughs> going to still play piano. You know, like, like, that's okay. And at the same time, you can find moments where your child can win, and you offer them the win. You don't yep. tell them that you're doing it on purpose, but you allow so, so that they get the idea that sometimes they have autonomy and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's something there are ways that, of going about this that, yeah. that are winning solutions for you with your child. But I tell you, you're setting up your relationship for failure by enrolling your children in a public school. Oh, I agree. I agree because I, I definitely feel it. I, you know, when my kid comes home or when I get home, um, my kid has already been home for about an hour after she gets uh, after she gets in. And what what happens? I get home and uh, I immediately have to be the disciplinarian in the house. He's like, have you done this? 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 It's, yeah. a, it's like I'm a constant repetitious nothing. And it, I, it, I, it drills I, us well, both. Well, it's not fun. No, it, it burns us both out. Well, and I've never I've never grasped the idea of of why you, you send your child to, to school for eight hours and then they're bringing home more work. I, I'm sorry, but... You had eight hours with my kid, 10 hours in some cases, depending on like, you know, so like me and my wife used to have before school care and after school care. You mean to tell me that in, in, in that time frame, there wasn't enough time for these kids to get this stuff done? Apparently Why are you not. sending well, them home I mean, with this? What does that tell you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tells you exactly. that the schools are not about education anymore. No. And we're doing predominantly most of it anyway, colleges. like you said, to make sure to do the. To do the homework, we're having to stand over them anyway, so why not eliminate the middleman and do it from the beginning? Yep. This is, this the, is what I say to parents. You're, if you do homework with your child, you're, you're, you're homeschooling. You're just doing it at yep. the end of the day when everybody's tired and cranky and hungry. Yep. So let me know how that works out for you. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the problem, right? That's always the problem. That's always the problem. Well, like, and, and, and the thing of it is going back to the higher education part of it. Um, something that my, my wife works for a, uh, a, a, a dental school, a, a trade dental school where in, instead of, uh, it is for dental assisting actually. So instead of, uh, going to a, a community college or to a major college, 
to try and get into a dental assisting program where you do all these prerequisites and for some dumb reason try and figure out what, you know, a Southern culture class has to do with, you know, helping to learn to clean someone's teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, But but she does it from from the trade school side. And it's something that I've always been a fan of it to begin with. But really seeing it from her end, um, I've tell people constantly, I was like, I'm hoping to God my kids don't go to uh, a college because there's so many actual trade schools to get you where you want to be. And most people don't even bother to think to look at them. They go, well, no, in order to do X, Y, and Z, I have to go to such and such Ivy League college and accrue X amount of debt in order to make it, air quotes. Right. Yep. It's, <sighs> I'm sorry, that just throws me really bad. It burns throws you, me. right? So, so, so for those parents out there with, um, with kids that are still in, in age, um, I'm not saying for me in particular, because right now I'm still trying to convince the wife back to doing it. Maybe she's, maybe she's going to be listening to, maybe she'll <laughs> listen to this again after everything's done and it, it might convince her to go back to it, but maybe, maybe, um, what are some curriculums that, that you trusted as a, as going through, or did you trust curriculums? How did you, how did you kind of yes. work through the homeschool sets? So the first thing that I tell parents is uh, find a homeschool group in your neighborhood, go to a homeschool park day, uh, get to know other homeschoolers in the area. Um, and actually I misspoke because the first thing I tell them is to go get my book. <laughs> I have a lot of answers in my book. Um, and in fact, I think the last chapter is basically the different, different questions, you know, the top 10 questions that parents ask me right off the bat. And my answers, um, I, I personally follow uh, Classical Conversations. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's, it works great for my family. But every family is different, and every parent is, is different as a teacher. And so um, sometimes it's a lot more uh, hit, and, hit or miss with finding a curriculum that works for you. Um, I did Shirley Grammar. That stood us in very good stead because it's a, it's a great uh, – beginner course with grammar and it goes all the way through. And so you as a parent can relearn your grammar along with your students. And that's, you know, people, here's the thing. Parents say to me, I could never. They typically, their objection isn't, I don't want to. Um, Although sometimes it does boil down to, well, I just don't want to. I just don't feel like, you know, putting my time there. But but typically their, their initial response is, I could never, I don't know what I'm doing. And, mm-hmm. and here's the problem with that. You don't have to know what you're doing. But because we all went to public school, we were taught that you had to be taught how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's yep. a lot of stuff yep. that no one taught you how to do. That you either found somebody to tutor you when you needed to, like your first, your first house, the first time you buy a house, right? right? That has its own grammar, its own language to it, its own protocols, and things that you had to learn the first time you did that. Or, you know, how to, how to, uh, how to I'm not sure, the, you know, work on your car or whatever. You yeah. figured it out. You didn't necessarily go to a shape class to learn how to change the oil in your car. You you ask somebody to show you and then you learn how to do it. I, I just, we're so stuck on, Oh, I, I didn't go to school for that. I don't know how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and so what I say to parents is you feel inadequate. Did you graduate high school? Yes, I did. And I said, but you feel inadequate to teach your third grader. 
Yeah. And yet, you're willing to send your beloved offspring into the same system, arguably worse now, that turned out the likes of you. Somebody inadequate (laughs) to teaching a third grader. And you think about that. It's funny how that works, right? Continue that cycle. That's, yeah. Smooth move. I... (laughs) I, I had the, the, no, I just, the, I wish, that same I wish that conversation felt, with my wife. I wish that people felt more powerful, more able. And it and it it's amazing to me because we are the can do country. America is is the home of the brave. I mean, you know, we're we're the entrepreneur spirit. The mm. entrepreneurial spirit is I can do anything. I'm just gonna go try to do it. Mm-hmm. And if I fail, yeah. I'll pick myself up and I'll do it again. Why can't we apply that to our most important, our, our, our most important relationships, our, our, you know, most beloved little ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've, we've and, stopped. And I tell parents, you're not supposed to know everything. Yeah. You're supposed was... to be the lead learner for your child. When your child comes to you and says, why are frogs green? You're not supposed to say, well, because the, you know, the, the combination of amino acids in the frog's skin or whatever you're supposed to say, I don't know. Let's go find out. And you know what's great now? We have the internet. You have all this information at your fingertips. You just yep. have to be interested. Let's figure so it let's out. So let's be interested in our children. Yeah. It, 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 we, we've given up. That's the, I was say that goes back to it. We, we've, we've stopped being parents and we've stopped passing things on like uh, there was a there was a stretch I, mean, I was reading a book uh, a father book a long time ago um and basically one of the things that we kept talking about was going back the guy the author had mentioned how his great-grandfather had passed it down to his grandfather and passed that down to his dad and his dad passed it on to him and we don't do a lot of that anymore no we, we, we we've stopped with family tradition and and, it, and this covers everything but we, we stopped with family traditions we've stopped with you know, being the responsible one, being that first line uh, uh, of the teaching the child, whatever it is, you know, it was always uh, a dad or somebody would take the son fishing and teach him how to fish or teach him how to change oil. And how did he learn it? He learned it from his grandpa and his grandpa learned it. And we've stopped caring. We've been suckered into these labels of where we need to, you know, well, this is what's expected to be a proper parent is you let your child express himself however he wants to, and you don't object and blah, blah, blah. And you let this, and like you said, let the schools do what they want to and so forth and so on that we've just given up. And it really bothers me. There's times like I feel, you know, like I said, going back to being, you know, the, the look, the awkward glances I get for telling people that I'm a 37 year old homeschool guy who stays at home and homeschools his children I wish I could kind of like just snap a picture of it and just pass it around to people because it is the, the most amazing look of astonishment and and bewilderment. It's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I can do what I want to. You know, I my kids are, yeah. you know, we're getting ready to take the month of March off or excuse me, the month of April off. Why? Because I can. And I get these looks. And of, nobody can say anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me. This is, you could have this pleasure too if you would just take your responsibility back. But they <laughs> take don't responsibility want to. and shove it. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's wrong. That's just that's just wrong. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're right. That it, is wrong. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it it. I wish no. we could go back to those days of, you know, teaching our kids 
vital, vital life lessons. You know, how well, to there, be self-sufficient, I mean, how to, there's a how very to vibrant homeschool community uh, mm-hmm. throughout this nation now. And it's getting stronger because of the overreaches of the leftist Marxists that are in our institutions and, and all of our institutions, frankly. Darn right. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're, getting, we're, we're, be, we're verging on being overrun by them. And the good news is that they have now reached so far that they're admitting that they're for killing babies and uh, uh, taking away your guns. And they, they all now want universal health care, single-payer health care, which means no option for you. So yeah. whatever, whatever the government says, that's the health care you're going to have. And the government's, of course, going to tell you that they're going to give you great health care. But I need only point to the VA to tell you how badly this could, oh, yeah. this could go. And so the good news is that I think there's going to be a resurgence now of conservatism, which is kind of exciting. And I'm seeing it in our youth. Now, of course, my oldest is staunchly conservative. He's 17. He does now public speaking. He's mm-hmm. got a, oh, I should plug his podcast. He's doing a podcast now called Mindset, Mindset with uh, Braden and Victoria. Nice. He's got a co-host on there, and they do five to fifteen minute episodes of politics for for younger people, for Gen Gen Z, basically. Um, so, so that's very exciting. Uh, so there is hope on the horizon, and um, and what I really love is the hope that the that the left is giving me that they're eating each other now. So Deborah Messing tweeted something about, it was fairly disgusting, but she tweeted something about International Women's Day. And the trans went after her and said, how dare you? You know, some women don't have female body parts. Oh, I'm so (laughs) terribly sorry. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean to offend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've got Beto, who speaks about his wife, and the left comes (laughs) down on him. How dare you call her your wife and talk about her in that way? And mind you, I I haven't heard it yet, but I dare say they're going to come after him because the video that he used to launch his campaign, he had her sitting next to him saying not a word, just as a female should be treated. <laughs> mm. Wait, you mean so, she, so this she, is was, she was news. basically like his and, dog. Um, and I'm excited about it. And, and, and Ocasio-Cortez, who I like to call Connie Cortez because she's a communist, and I don't, care what, I don't care what adjective you put in front of socialism, nothing is going to make that taste any better. It's no. it's. It's communism, pure and simple. And here's a girl who has done nothing. She was a bartender, and she proposes to tell us how to spend our money. Yeah. This is the greatest hubris. This is so unbelievable. I had Andy Puzder on the show today, and he's done a couple of videos now for PragerU talking about how, how absurd her, her, her comments are how un- unwitting she is about the economy and yet she purports to know all of this she purports to be this genius about the economy do you know how much the new green deal will cost i'll Too tell much. you the, the figure is everything it will cost everything because the moment you implement it you take the entire economy there will not be enough money to pay for it well sam you are correct. You are absolutely correct. And our show has already gone, come to its end. Crazy Fast. to think about it. It went by very, very quickly. Sam Sorbo, everybody can find her on this show, on this uh, channel, Mojo 5 Radio. Yep. Was that Thanks, 3 to 5? 3 to 5, a yes? 3 to 5 p.m.? Yeah? 
Yep. Three to five. Three daily to five. three to five, yeah. Three to five daily on Mojo Five O. This has been Defenders Live. D-O-A-E show.com. D-O-A-E show.com. Go to the shop. Get your Jack Holden Nation gear today. Also, go to catcoolers.com. Use a pro. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 